Hey all, it is The Creative Life, hosted by Christopher Tysis, and I hope you're having a good time wherever you are around the world. And we are here to talk about, well, some Q&A session. Now, first one, this is about video games, where I'm, I guess it's my specialty, you know, mainly Nintendo, and I do keep an eye on Sony and Microsoft, and very little on PC, to be honest. Um, but we do have some questions here that we will try to answer to the best of our ability, and I'm sure that um, I'm more than happy for others to to add their comments, you know, when I post this on Facebook or other uh, services that you may see. So it's sort of a all-together discussion, I guess, or on Discord, on Nintendo Engineers Discord. So the first question from Mr. Mang, he's got a few here, is have we reached the limit for map size? Um, I think that we have in certain respects. Um, I think some of the open world games have become very big <clears throat> and quite complex. Um, some of the open world games I liked from five or 10 years ago, but I think in, in 2020, well, well, now 2021, some of these games are becoming so large that, uh, especially if you're time poor and you, you have kids and you have a nine to five job and all that sort of stuff, um, it's actually very hard to find the time to play these type of games that you may enjoy. And that becomes a very difficult thing for people to um, to experience. Like, you know, you may only have time to play two or three hours a week or a bit more than that. And you're only just sort of scratching the surface of the game. And that might be quite annoying for some. Some people might like that because they may only be able to afford you know, half a dozen games a year, etc. But I, I do feel like there's, I think that some innovation or something else needs to be done with the map sizes to keep things in, interesting and um, in that respect. I've noticed that some games have turned me off with the map size because it just takes so long to get into and so long to sort of complete those type of games. But um, I like to hear people's thoughts on the map size. <clears throat> the next one, uh, next question from Mr. Mang is, with the recent disappointments in AAA gaming, along with excessively aggressive monetization, the rising price of titles in general, do you think we might see a second indie boom for consoles in 2021? Um, I, think, I think that probably will see something like that in the coming years. You'll see maybe more people turning towards um, indie games. There has been some, you know, very successful ones in the past, such as um, Shovel Knight and other titles that I've seen on the Switch. I think the... And I think there are some great indie games out there already. I think the issue is more about discoverability. You know, you look at Steam is probably the grand example of trying to find a good game in, in a haystack, I guess. And even with the Nintendo Switch, with thousands of games on the platform, um, it's quite hard to find those good indie games where you'll get the same amount of enjoyment that you would in a AAA game. So I think there are good indie games out there, but trying to find them is, is the difficult part. And that's the challenge that... Nintendo has really haven't done well in 
in terms of the, the Switch eShop, in terms of trying to find these games by discoverability. And obviously with Steam, that makes it hard too. But yeah, um, my fingers are crossed for another little indie boom because some of those games have been really fantastic. Stardew Valley is another one which uh, continues to get updates after many years and all those updates have been for free, which is very nice where the AAA games, they're more likely to sell to you as download content and you have to pay up for that type of thing. Another question is, are looter shooters dying? Well... I don't know too much about this genre, to be honest. Obviously, these are sort of shooters that have roleplay elements and things like that. Um, so, it could be that the that the genre is sort of um, out of fashion for the time being. Maybe there's too many of them out in the market. Maybe um, a lot of them have been disappointing. Maybe there are other genres that are moving up, you know, in the, the shooter world. It's um, sort of battle roll-out type games, you know, 100 players or 50 players like Fortnite and um, all the other battle roll-out games that are out there. So maybe it's sort of taking more of a, a backseat due to that and maybe there isn't quite much of innovation, but I'm sure that in the future someone will come up with a smart idea for looter shooters and they may come back. You know, it's the same thing as um, 2D platformers. You know, they haven't been as popular during certain years and they've made a bit of a comeback and it'll go back. So it's a bit like, you know, the surf, you know. Uh, the tide will come in and out for, for certain genres like that. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes with uh, the looter shooters. <clears throat> so... We have some questions from Mr. Dale, <clears throat> and he asks, do you think there will be ever enough pushback for cheaper games to become a reality? Um, not really. Um, I think the, the price increase in America uh, from $60 to $70 doesn't make a lot of sense because... They are making lots and lots of money via microtransactions and download content. I think Activision made something like, well, some big company made $1.3 billion in a quarter. So I think that what that means is that they are still making lots of money despite if they made a, a $10 increase in America or not. So... Um, I don't think there will be enough pushback because people keep going out and buying these, you know, franchise type games and keep paying for microtransactions and it's sort of targeted towards kids and people who just um, keep buying this sort of stuff, which isn't a great answer, but that is sort of the reality of the situation, which is um, a sad thing, but... You never know, but that's why we have indie games, which are in a cheaper price, and that's where I would suggest for people to look for um, those cheaper, really good games that offers just as much enjoyment and fun out of that. Next question from Mr. Dale is, will scumbag big developers rife with internal nastiness fall apart or continue buying the way out of trouble? Well, it's not so buying the way out of trouble, it's just that gamers won't hold them to account. You know, for example, Ubisoft for years have covered, uh, will have covered up 
sexual uh, abuse allegations and things like that, but people keep buying their games. You know, for example, Assassin's Creed, I believe that they own that, um, that IP. So it's not like um, a normal product where if you don't like a certain brand of microwave or toaster, you can just go to another um, business and buy their microwave or toaster. But with Assassin's Creed, there's only one company that makes it. Or Mario, there's only one company that makes it. Or Call of Duty is only one company or business that makes it. So gamers don't have that choice of sort of, well, going, oh, well, I'll go to another company business. And they just keep supporting it and keep putting money into their pockets. So there may be some, there may be uh Maybe there may be a breakthrough if the video game journalism world grows up and sort of starts talking more about those issues and things like that. But the problem is with video game journalism and the the big websites is that they get lots of nice things for free and they get free game reviews and things like that. And if they don't, if they start pushing back towards these uh, companies, then they might not get game reviews anymore. They might not get all the the certain perks that they get. But um, that's sort of the reality at the moment, unfortunately. But I love your comments and thoughts about that issue in particular. And the last one that Mr. Dale asks is, will the Xbox die off this generation? Um, No, I still think that they'll be making consoles for the foreseeable future, but Microsoft's business model is more on the game parts. They want to be seen, and they want to be the Netflix of gaming, where you subscribe for 10, 15, 20 bucks a month, and you get a whole bunch of great games to play. And I have to say that Xbox has been doing pretty well with the the, um, game pass stuff. So I think for this generation, don't just look at the Xbox um, X series sales, have a look at how many game passes that they're managing to sell per month. Cause that will be the thing that they'll be talking, um, most about. So that's, that's their niche of the company. You know, Sony is mainly into exclusives and, and console sales and Nintendo's into, um, their own IPs and the switch sales. So they're all a little bit different, but that's good for the industry. I would say Mr. Raymond, asked a couple questions he likes my opinion on what game genres need an overhaul party games 2d platformers and 3d platformers and shooters um i'm not too sure about this one this is a bit of a tough one um i would say maybe um 3d platformers we've seen a couple in recent times it's sort of we've seen a couple 3d platformers come out in recent years which have been okay, but I wouldn't mind um, a bit of an innovation in that. Um, not quite the old days, Banjo Kazooie and Mario sixty four, but you know a company that comes out. And we know that Nintendo still does very well with two D and three D platformers, but um, I would say that there's enough innovation in two D platformers um, with other companies. I think the two D um, Mario games have become a bit stale over the years, especially the new Super Mario Brothers series on the DS and the Wii and the Wii U, etc. But maybe um, more on the three D platformers. But um, 
I, I would say who who would be able to do that? I'm not too sure. Maybe Nintendo, maybe someone else, but maybe around the platformer section, then I would like to see some changes too. And the last question that we have is which games would you like a sequel to that never received one? I don't know if there was a game that I've truly liked that never got a sequel that I can think of. I can't really think of one. So I might have to do a cheat here and choose a game that has had two games to it, which is Kid Icarus. So I would love to see Kid Icarus Uprising on the Switch or another game to it. It's only had really two games to it. And two, both of the games are pretty wildly different in terms of um, the 2D platformer. The first one on the NES and for the Nintendo 3DS... Um, which was sort of a, you know, a flying shooter, you know, um, flying in the air and then you land on the ground um, type game. So I probably wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to that. So it's a bit of a, a cheat answer, that one. <clears throat> and I believe that is all the questions that we have for this one. Hopefully I've answered them as best as I can. It is a bit late at night time here, but um, I'm still... Working out my health and stuff like that, it's going to be a, a slow sort of um, journey with that one. But um, I do like answering questions about video games and life and and things like that. So hopefully um, you follow me on all the, the major um, listening platforms, Spotify and Google and Denzo and what else is there? Apple and CastBox. There's all sorts of ones now that we've signed up to. And we are preparing a bit of a website that is coming out in the next week or so. So uh, fingers crossed that works out and um, that might make things a bit more interesting in the future. So thank you very much for listening and I shall see you next time.